Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ah, yes. Welcome to the We Got the Chocolates podcast. It's the sports podcast for the non-professionals. If you tried really hard to be good at sport, but never quite nailed it, you're in good company. Check out these less than marvellous bits coming up. We got the chocolates themed bumper stickers, in yeah. fact. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I found one on the back of my car. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> I didn't appreciate it a great deal, and I blew my stack, which, again, is probably another example of while we play non-professional cricket. <laughs> you were in some sort of bubble yesterday, even when you were playing for Tigers. What was the theory there? How did that all work? That was, that was very weird, yeah. <laughs> and now over to Lee, Sam and Mitch with the marvellous We Got the Chocolates podcast. All right. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome to another episode of the We Got the Chocolates podcast. I'm Lee. I'm Mitch. Are you right? Are you here or not? Yeah, well, no, I mean, just normally leave a gap there for has, but he's not here. All oh, right, yeah, good point. Yeah. Well done, Skinner. I like how you still left it, just yeah, like yeah. like he was sort of being really polite to his existence. Mm. He is still with us, like he's here on the planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah. yeah, he's just in uh, what's known as a soft bubble, a purification process. I believe they're referring to it as skin at the moment. Are they? Yeah. No, you've made up that second one. Sure. Bruce, yeah, I think the second one I made up. Okay. <laughs> well, we're going with it. Purification right. process uh, is the Brisbane Heat. Seems ironic to me because the only person with COVID in Queensland plays for the Brisbane Heat. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think we should be more worried about them, but apparently Haz is not allowed to be with us. Uh, no, so we no. don't have him. Correct. Which is a shame. Uh, but what we do have, Skinner, mm-hmm. is obviously an alchemy beverage. Yep, correct. Delicious, as always. Although a little bit of heat flavouring. Thank you <laughs> for making me that one again. Stitched you up again with the heat. Yep. It's literally hotter than a jalapeno, that I reckon. Yeah, yeah. And it's, um, I mean, for anyone that hasn't seen our studio, it's pretty, I don't know, stuffy in here. It'd yeah, be exactly. well above average temperature. I'm sweating my ring out and the beverage, not helping. Bit of aircon, wouldn't it? Yeah, correct. Or uh, even a ceiling fan, anything. Pedestal fan. Uh, the other thing we have skinned here, by the way, is um, bumper stickers. We got the chocolates themed bumper stickers. In yeah, fact. yeah, yeah. I uh, I found one on the back of my car. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah, she would have. Thanks for that. That's <laughs> okay. Well, I had to try putting them on. It was quite easy, as it turns out. Okay. Um, so yes, one is on the back of your car. All right, so they work. That's good. Yeah, they definitely work. Along with um, Eloise's dad, put a another sticker, not a, not a sticker, like a little silver lining along the. It's a, so it says Toyota Corolla, you know, the silver lettering that says that, and then yeah. exact same sort of font just below it has. I don't know how he got a hold of it, but another piece of metal. So it says Shitbox Edition. 
Oh. So, yeah, that's nice. That Genius. Just, People are just adding things to the back of my car, like front and centre. It's great. If you see Skinner in public, <laughs> A, ask him for his autograph, and B, put something on the back of his car yeah. and let him know that you've been there, as we have with this bumper sticker. Um, if people want a bumper sticker, though, we haven't got that many to give out, but I can't imagine they'll be in hugely high demand, so um, let us know. Yeah, send us a DM. We would happily take some free advertising on the back of your car. So. Yeah. Send us a DM and we'll send you a bumper sticker. All right. It's a pretty good deal, I think. Good trade-off. Anyways, Lethal, before we uh, before we move on to whatever you were about to tell us about, I have a little story that I'd like to get the listeners to listen to, if that's all right. If I'd like to get the listeners to, to listen, listen to the yeah, story. I've worded have. that well. Um, anyways, I, it pr- might ruin a, a surprise for you, but I mean, we're not big big on Christmas around our family anyway, so I'm sure you won't mind too much. But basically, I've been searching for a present to get you. Okay, that's good. I like how you started early. That's oh, it's not that early. You're a pretty hard man to shop for, actually. I've I've always found that over the years. You, I don't know. You sort of you're pretty much just like cricket, and mm. um, that's about it. And you generally get pretty free kit from Manus or, or someone. Yeah. So you know you're not easy to shop for. But Guilty. I've um, it occurred to me that one of the big issues in your life is, of course, your hair loss, which you repeatedly get paid out about on the podcast. What um, do you mean? I mean, you were losing hair at a rapid rate. Right. right. Yeah, the penalty spot. Remember? I've always wondered why yeah. you mentioned that so much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so I thought I'd, I'd consider actually reaching out to Ashley and Martin. We've joked about it plenty of times. Um, <laughs> oh, I, you no. know, I thought I'd send them an email and see what they've got for us. I and think we've let that run a bit late. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. But, and there's a few other guys. There's um, They've got some competitors. I've, I think I found someone called Beauty and Hair Australia for hair replacements. Jeez, something that sounds, like that. So sounds good. Sounds the business that we're looking for. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm reaching out. I've sent a few. E- I'm sending a few emails and stuff, just getting in contact with those guys, and I'm I'm hoping that they'll come back with a useful reply that I'll be able to uh, let the listeners know how we're going. But I thought that they might like to hear my initial inquiry, if that's all right. Yeah. Okay. So I've just gone. Hey guys. Hope you're going well. I've been trying to think of a Christmas present for a friend of mine, and it occurred to me that we often take the piss out of him about his hair loss. He has a bit of a receding hairline, but his main issue is around the crown of his head, which is distinctly thinner than the rest of his hair. We often call it the penalty spot due to its resemblance to a penalty spot in soccer or football, whichever you prefer. I wanted to attach a photo to show you exactly what we're dealing with, but (laughs) he generally ensures that he's wearing a hat before going anywhere near the camera. However... We recently had a photo shoot for a podcast that we run together called We Got the Chocolates. Made sure that it linked to our website, Great ETC, plug, yeah. Yeah, so they can they can jump on there and have a listen. I'm sure that'll get us one more extra little stat this weekend. Um, and due to the comedic nature of the show, he allowed us to get the attached photo of us pointing to the penalty spot on the back of his head and blowing a penalty with our, our pretend whistles. I'm sure you take hair loss very seriously and are mortified by our mockery, but I assure you it's all in good nature. This has, of course, inspired me to go down the path of hair replacement as a Christmas present for him. So I thought I'd reach out to you and maybe guys like Ashley and Martin, ETC, and see what information you could give me to steer me in the right direction here. Do you have any particular products you would recommend? Do I go straight for a wig or a hair system? <laughs> Are there treatments I can have a crack at before I go to these options? What's the difference between a wig and a hair system? What sort of care products would he need? Would he need any sort of cleaning products? ETC, ETC. A lot to this. Yeah, exactly right. So these are the these are the kinds of questions that I had in mind. But please let me know if there's anything else that I need to consider. I have had a read of your FAQ pages, but I still felt a little bit too uneducated to make a decision that would have such a big impact on a friend's life. And thought reaching out for some quality customer service would be the way to go. Thanks in advance for any help you can offer, and Merry Christmas to you. Kind regards, Mitchell. Another link to we got the chocolate. <laughs> oh boy, you are an idiot. <laughs> That's for sure. And I didn't know you had that in you. To be honest, 
I thought I was the major idiot. And it turns out well, you been... are just as capable. <laughs> Correct. I've been copping too many like... pranks from you over the years, Lee. It's <laughs> time to come back. <laughs> they come back and say, hey, mate, we think he'd look good with Billy Ray Cyrus's haircut. <laughs> and I'll just go old school mullet. Oh, I agree. I think you would. But the problem is then people are going to know that I've gone from being bald <laughs> to uh, having a mullet. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's got a substantial change. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, good point. So, yeah, okay. We need something a little Some... bit more. Well, what about how – so over the years you've you've gone from – at one point you had like a man bun, you had really long luscious hair, and then you've sort of slowly faded back. Maybe we just need to slowly take it the other way. So we start with something that's nearly yeah. where you currently are. A full college cap. Yeah, improve slightly until you've got, you know, decent hair and then eventually a nice long luscious thick man bun. Well, this could be a massive chain of emails yeah. then for you to get yeah. established. <laughs> this sure. could be ongoing until episode 398. So that's right. Stay with us. Okay, great. Uh, we should have it by Christmas in a few years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, let's get on. Let's move on to Who Got the Chocolates? Who got the chocolates? Who? Who, 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 who got the chocolates? Who? And it is a segment where we like to obviously highlight who has done well in the sporting field generally because obviously the name of our podcast is We Got The Chocolates, which does mean to win. Uh, and that's what we're going to highlight here. Now, uh, it's two weeks in a row, but Chris Lynn's going to... Oh, my goodness. He can play the game of cricket, let me tell you. What in the world? It's not for the Brisbane Heat. It's for no. Toomble in the first grade competition. Yeah. He scored 104 of 41 in the first game, which mm-hmm. is... More runs than I've scored for every 2020 of my career, potentially. Yeah. Uh, so that's a reasonable effort. Yep. But not being done there, he then went 139 of 43 in the afternoon. Yeah. There was two games, two, one in the yeah. morning, one in the, the afternoon. The same day, 200s in a day. Hundreds in a game. The other person that did that is probably another, maybe even open the batting with him for the Brisbane Heat, Max Bryant. Did the exact same thing, 200s in a day as well. Oh, potentially not in a day, but definitely across the weekend. Oh, did he? Okay, yeah. all right. 200s out of the three games. Okay. But just to clarify, Linney had also hit 100 in his last innings the weekend before, right? Correct, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's three 2020 on hundreds yeah. on the trot. So he's probably seeing them like watermelons. You would suggest so, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, so we're happy for him to get the chocolates, I would say. Yeah, agreed. And Max, probably. And Max as well, yeah. Uh, Cameron Green. Another cricket-related one. It is cricket season, though, so it has to be expected. No shocks. The test matches due to start reasonably soon. I'm not sure when the first one is. Probably should have done that research. Yeah. <laughs> I just watched the TV when it comes on. He got 114 not out today for Australia A against India. And that is probably, well, it puts him in pretty good position, really. I mean, there's a few people. Will Pukowski, Joe yeah. Burns, they're all sort of trialling for their test spots, yeah, I guess. Yeah, meant to be a big battle, wasn't there? <laughs> <laughs> I did not think uh, about that very well, did I? Um, I'm not sure what they plan on doing post games. Going to batting <laughs> a, a competition, he with the most runs would make <laughs> would get to play for the country. Yes, that was the idea. They were <laughs> trying to get some runs on yeah, the board. runs on the board, and they got one and four or something different like that. Context to what Thank you originally you. said. That really could have flown under the radar if <laughs> no, you weren't such could. a bloody dick. No chance. That was one <laughs> under the radar. Oh. 
I'm rattled. Okay. Moving on. Anyway, Cameron Green got 114 not out, which is unbelievable. The other people that I think got the chocolates across the weekend, Skinnled, were the Wallabies. Yeah, obviously our Australian national rugby team. And it's not for their on-field performance. They lost again. Uh, And in fact, um, Matty Grant sent a message in saying that their kicker should potentially have his feet cut off. So he obviously wasn't a real fan. He had a shot to win the game. Missed. Uh, But certainly not their on-field performance. But prior to the game, Skinnled, I'm not sure whether you saw this, but national anthem. Went like this. Do I have to educate you on what you're listening to there or are you all over it? Uh, no, I would take some education, please. Oh, jeez, I have to do everything yeah, around yeah. here. Uh, so, obviously, that was uh, proud uh, Olivia Fox from the Newton High School of Performing Arts. She sang Advanced Australia Fair in the Eora language before continuing to sing the rest of the anthem in English. So, it was the first time, I believe, that the national anthem's ever been sung in, obviously, dual languages. Uh, yeah. So, it was widely received as a very positive thing by a lot of people particularly white people, I would suggest, as I look across the comments on uh, on Twitter. There's a lot of people saying, A, that it sounded unbelievable. I mean, her voice was first class, uh, but also plenty of people saying that it's, it's a great step forward and it's great that there was a joint language anthem. Uh, but then there were sort of other people, namely Latrell Mitchell, obviously Indigenous sportsman, and Anthony Mundine, who we know known for years as a as certainly a well-known indigenous sportsman as well that was sort of on the other in the other camp and saying that look singing in a different language doesn't actually help it is the fact that the anthem is wrong and that the whole words need to change it's basically what what do they sort of say that it's yeah that it's generally sort of like i guess and a theme song for the white australia policy was the words that anthony mundane used and i don't know sort of skin where you sit on this i'm an idiot a lot of the time so these sort of big moral compass decisions and moments where I'd like to have an opinion I mean my initial gut thought is that I feel like definitely it's not my place to speak and go look you should like this anthem I'm not going to say that absolutely not uh, because I'm not indigenous and I've no idea of uh, how that feels Um, but I certainly I guess I think i Changing the anthem is obviously going to be a long process by the looks. I don't know whether it should be or not, but it certainly feels like changing the whole words and and changing an entire country's anthem is going to be difficult to get across the line and take some time. I sort of like the fact that they at least tried to do something. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like I'm unqualified to have an opinion and I think you would be in a similar boat. But, um, yeah, I I see what you mean. I mean, mean, it's certainly better than doing what we always do and everyone agrees is not turn a blind eye yeah yeah that's all right uh but skin i guess my moral compass for these type of things is always uh our mum who probably is a slightly more educated and intelligent person than than us well you're pretty educated but no life experience so yeah yeah she's coming covered mum's uh mum's worked in a lot of indigenous communities so i'm always quite interested to hear hear her opinion on i spoke to her just before we started recording actually first thing i would like to say on the matter is that I'm not Indigenous and I don't get to say what's positive or negative for Indigenous people. But my opinion on it was, was a young um, Wiradjuri woman who um, sang the song in language. So, And I found it, as a white woman listening to that anthem, I found it actually really, really quite moving. 
Um, so she's obviously thought that it was a positive thing to do and I'd really like to get behind her. I completely understand what Latrell Mitchell and Anthony Mundine are saying. What they're saying is that one token thing doesn't fix our major problems with uh, Indigenous Australians. And indeed, we are the only Commonwealth country that doesn't have a treaty with Indigenous Australians and that absolutely needs to be rectified. So I totally get what they're saying. But, you know, um, obviously amongst whitefellas, we've all got different opinions on things. So of Indigenous Australians... This young girl thought that it was a good thing to do and I'm inclined to agree with her and I'm happy to get behind her and say, well, it's one small step. That's a much better summary than I could have given. I'm I'm glad we went to the video referee there. (laughs) That's for sure. Straight to the bunker, known as mum. Was that her debut on the potty or has she she been on before? I don't think we've ever utilised her before, actually. Maybe she Oh, no, she rudely interrupted. She called when your phone was connected. Oh, asking us to open the garage. Open the door for her. Yeah, it was perfect. Thanks, Dizzle. Thank you. So it's not her debut, but probably a a much more planned appearance. Yeah, that's true. Good. Um, Now, Skin, I'm done with that. Who got the chocolate section? Uh, just one last thing to add. I've gone back and had a look while, while we've been discussing that. Max Bryant's hundreds were both on the same day. They were both on the same day? Yep. Heck, okay. So we, he's definitely got the chocolates as well. Yep. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. We have the sporting blow-up segment that we started last week, I believe. There was some context about Donald Trump being a sore loser, and that should relate to some sport. We played a few segments from uh, people like Serena Williams, has had some fantastic blow-ups over the years, and I, I sounded confident that I would be able to go back through the memory bank and, and have a think and bring up some uh, some some dirt on you, Lethal. You've produced plenty of, plenty of gold over the years playing touch footy ETC with you. I thought that I would be be able to think of something to, to talk about there. I have a feeling I know where you're going with this. Yes, yes. Uh, because I haven't been required to do that. I didn't have to dig too far back in the memory bank because oh then just over the weekend in one of your three 2020s that you played, you managed to uh, uh, give us a brand new story, a nice nice fresh start that we can chat about. And um, the best part of this, of this particular sporting blow-up <laughs> is that it was, uh, was live-streamed. Because... Well. Your, your first grade games often are. Um, and you, you, we didn't know it was live no, streamed. Yeah, no, the game was live streamed. Yeah. The blow up should not have been live streamed. No. But you, uh, it was pointed out to us by one of one of your mates, our mates, but he was on your team. One of your one of your players' mums who was watching along on the live stream. She was tuned just, into the live yeah, stream. Just yeah. managed to hear in the background 
pick up a little bit of audio of Lethal dropping a few too many F-bombs on the field. <laughs> it wasn't even on the field. <laughs> oh, yeah, not even Next on the field. The Sorry. Field. It was, uh, yeah. Well, I, don't, I, don't, I actually don't know how the microphones captured it, like how they heard it because, oh, no, he's probably, they were sitting probably, what, yeah, about 10 metres away? If that. Okay. Yeah, little pagola set up, and it's a proper setup too. They have, I reckon they, they there was a few microphones because I played the game before you, so so I saw a few microphones like on the on the boundary line there. It was they were everywhere, so yeah, yeah it was always yeah, it was always a bit dangerous as soon as you started going. Mm, uh, yeah, and yeah. I also noticed that when we listened to the audio, uh, the commentators also stopped commentating yeah. to listen as well. <laughs> so that really didn't help my case. Yeah. Uh, but I thought it was pretty quiet on the live stream. Like I thought, I thought it was pretty undistinguishable. But um, well, you've changed that. <laughs> yeah, correct. Yeah. No. Well, I didn't. I like. I, I went back. I straight away went back and, and listened to the live stream to try and find out, and I couldn't hear anything. But then, yeah, it's, they've. Uh, yeah, one of your one of your players' mums has, has pointed it out to us, and I've gone back and turned the volume right up, got the headphones in, and can confirm. Yeah, there's you can you can you can make out what's going on. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, the, I mean, there's a fair bit of wind going on there. It's, it's not easy to make out. Maybe you'll have to rewind it if you're listening listening here. But um, but yeah, you definitely picked up a couple of f bombs there, lethal. Any uh, I, and I just I thought I'd give you the chance to uh, uh respond or, or give us some context at least. Are you, uh, what are you? What are you? What's the story? Uh, well, I guess uh, I think I think the story is that um. We obviously we we were playing a game uh, and we were in some strife, we were significant strife. I'd already been dismissed, so I was sitting on the boundary, reasonably angry already as it was. The game was sort of slipping away from us, and there was there was a couple of supporters that were supporting the opposition uh, that were obviously on the beers and, and having a great time, and they were reasonably like vocal towards towards our players when they were dismissed. Not not in a bad way, just in a like as you would expect in just a. We we supporting the opposition and bang we got him off and yep you can fuck off and that sort of thing. I pretty pretty much like the send off section that we were talking about a couple yeah, of weeks true. ago. So, yeah, yeah. but it was send offs more from the supporters on the boundary. Yeah, not the players, which nah. is controversial enough. Yeah. That's right. So the weird thing was that they were obviously sitting right next to us. Like we're we're outside our dressing room. The supporters were outside the opposition's dressing room. Yeah, a uh, couple of metres away. Yeah, a right, couple of right metres away. So ball. where the players would normally sit yeah. during during the batting innings sort of thing, they were all sitting in there. Um, so it was obviously quite audible and it was sort of starting to get on people's nerves, for, certainly from our team. Yep. Uh, but but I thought it was, you know, we're getting dicked and we just have to cop that. And they obviously you're fully within your rights to vocally support your team and uh, that's annoying me, but that's not a problem. Uh, that was until... One of our young kids that made his first grade debut on the weekend as a bowler, that is, so he was batting at number nine, uh, had bowled exceptionally well that day. Yeah. Uh, had freakish, but but it sort of come up, like jumped quite a few grades, obviously due to our injury crisis that we've got with bowlers yeah. at the moment. Um, yeah, we'd had a crisis and, and we pulled him out of obscurity, really, to come up and play, and he went remarkably well. He's probably our best bowler for all three games. Yep. Uh, he was dismissed for a duck in that game. He was walking off the field. And uh, someone elected to say to him, as he was walking past, someone elected to say to him, back you go to threes, mate. Like, back you go to third grade, yes. sort of thing. Yes. 
as he's like walking and sulking because you know we, he's just been dismissed, and that's probably our hopes of staying in the game at going along with him. So yes. I didn't appreciate that a great deal. Uh, so basically, where you <laughs> where you hear that piece of audio is when they've said to him, someone said to him, back to threes, mate, and the kid responded and said, you guys are fuckwits, like that, which I thought was a fair response. Agreed. And they all laughed at him. Yeah, like uh, they'd gotten a bit of a bite from yeah, him. Yeah, like lovely. they'd gotten a bite from him. And that was when you hear me jump over the top and say, what did you say, fuckhead? <laughs> I think is the word that I opened with. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and I was given the justification. I, I went on to just say, don't sit here three metres away from us and sledge our players that are clearly better than you because they're obviously not playing in the game. Yes. Uh, and that 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 was met with the response of, oh, it's a game of cricket. And I was like, I don't care. You're not playing. And I'm not <laughs> I'm not having our people as they're walking into dressing rooms after yeah. being dismissed, getting sprayed by, by you that are sitting here drinking beers. No, thanks. Um, and so I guess that was the... That was the main essence of my message that I was trying to get across. I think I probably delivered it in a manner that was slightly too angry <laughs> in terms of the vocabulary that I chose to use. Um, but I felt like my message was correct. I would stand by my message. Yeah, no, I agree. And, um, yeah, I've sort of told this like I, I had no idea what was going on, but I was actually sitting right there and, and thought the exact same thing. I mean, when he said, it's a game, it's a game of cricket league, like... I mean, well, yeah, and sledging is a normal part of cricket, but we've already talked about how send-offs are very controversial at the best of times, let alone from some nuffy on the sideline 30 seconds after the wicket's fallen as you're crossing <laughs> the boundary. Like, it's not... it's got, The wicket's over. Like, yeah. there's nothing to be gained. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And that's what I... That's what I thought was poor, and the fact that it was a kid. Like, it was a kid that was yeah. on debut. On basically. debut. Yeah. Go back to third grade because you made no runs. Batting at number nine, <laughs> when you're even a though you're a bowler. <laughs> you're bowling and you took three for 12. Yeah, so. three for 18 or whatever it was, or four yeah. overs and put on a clinic. But yeah. So I, oh, uh, well. I didn't appreciate it a great deal, and I blew my stack, which, again, is probably another example of why we play non-professional cricket, because <laughs> it's not, yeah. not a situation that you would find yourself in in professional cricket, yeah, where you correct. have to sit next to supporters that are spraying you. Yeah. Um, oh, well, I mean, oh. you'd maybe just have to sit next to a few thousand more of them and... Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, actually. probably do better at ignoring them. Yeah, but. and do far better yeah. at ignoring them. Yeah. That's true. Oh well. Um, yeah, no, nah, you would, you would definitely, you'd probably have that actually <laughs> quite frequently in professional. <laughs> no, but actually, to be fair, that was, I don't, or maybe it wasn't you, but so, that was someone said that at the time. <laughs> was like, I thought that was one of your closing lines. Was you're not in bloody Bay Thirteen at the MCG, yeah, that's mate. What I Shut said, up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that was exactly right. So yeah, we're just playing grade cricket. But I think that the lessons that I would like to see taken from that skin is that if you're going to go to a cricket game and get pissed at grade cricket or footy or whatever it is, then go and do it on the hill and spray us from there. Then yeah. when people get out and they walk into the dressing room, they don't have to be faced with that. And yeah. then that's completely fine and acceptable. And that's been going on for millions of years, thousands of years, whatever. Yeah, however many. Yeah. Uh, and the second thing is if you're going to blow up and lose the plot like I did, Make sure you're a long way away from the microphone. <laughs> it's quite embarrassing. Yes, good point. <laughs> right, now, Skin, speaking about bringing the podcast into disrepute, we let ourselves down badly on the weekend, really. Uh, all three of us, that's me, you, and Hazlitt, received a Golden Duck Award at one stage throughout the weekend. Yep, correct. Which was excellent. Uh, we lost yesterday. We got belted in what was maybe labelled by some people in first grade the unlosable game. After we bowled Winham out for 124. Yeah, on one of the better batting decks I've seen, yeah. Yes, correct. 
yeah, that opportunity to sort of showcase the talent surrounding this particular podcast, yeah. we missed out significantly. <laughs> In fact, it was quite lack lackluster, really, to say the least. Yep. Uh, but we did probably think that this was the time to uh, to check in with Haz, I guess, Skin. Yep. Uh, yep. Just about his contribution yesterday as well, which we'll tell you about when he's on the phone. Can do. How you going? Yeah, good. Another night off for me from the podcast. It's becoming a regular thing, but yeah, yeah no, I'm just uh, just relaxing at home after a bit of training today with the heat. But it uh, wasn't a strenuous day because we had a fairly big weekend of games. That's right. Yeah, we have actually informed people about just where you are, as we told them right at the start of the episode. Uh, but we were about to jump into just speaking about how awesome all three of us performed over the weekend. Um, and in fairness, to be fair, you actually did do well on one game on Saturday, didn't you? Oh, I went okay, but yeah, cricket is a, a great leveler. You uh, you have a good game and you think you're on top of the world, and then and then uh, it becomes much harder the next game somehow. Yeah, so we were talking about the fact that uh, that we all three of us at some stage got golden ducks. In fact, which I don't think would have ever happened in our podcasting no. history. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought the chairs would be pretty slim, but there you go. <laughs> That's right, exactly. Uh, and has the man that sort of uh, dismantled us completely. Well, let me let me read his figures to you. His name's Jason Flores. He's quite a reasonable cricketer. In fact, you've probably played a bit with him over the years, has I think, haven't you? I do know him fairly well. Yep, pretty good cricketer. Um, so his figures finished as three overs. Four for 13 in a 2020 game. Wow! Uh, and that one over was well, first over. Went wicket, Hazlitt, first ball duck, dot ball James Basley, out James Basley, second ball duck, out Lee Drennan, first ball duck. I don't think that's even surprising figures for him in club cricket. That's pretty standard. I think most weekends he's getting four or five for at least in, in clubbies. All right. Well, has we sort of thought that uh, I guess the only way to really tackle these type of events unprecedented events of such as three golden ducks in a weekend for all of us uh, is to face our fears front on. And therefore, we thought that it was a great opportunity to get Jason on the phone and just have a chat to him about that particular over and his weekend in general. Hello, mate. Hi. How are you, Jason? Beautiful, mate. We've just been talking about the fact that you are pretty much our arch nemesis at the moment, I guess, and the fact that <laughs> we tried to sort of promote our podcast and our extremely skilled talents. It's our one, one, our one opportunity to showcase our skill is on the weekend playing cricket, and you dismantled us single-handedly. So we just have the Darth Vader tune playing for you in the background here. Oh, very nice, mate. Oh, that's always nice, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> just rocking up the Tiger Land with that plane on the background. <laughs> yeah, that might, might be the case. Uh, now, Haz is also on the phone. We're doing a double phone call here, which is not easy, but Haz is in his uh, bubble. What's it called, Haz? The the soft bubble thing? Or... Yeah, soft quarantining. Hey, Flo, how you going, mate? Good, Haz. How are you, buddy? Yeah, not too bad. No, it's, it's no surprise for Flo getting me out. I'm sure he's used to doing it plenty of times at training over the, the few years we were in Queensland Bulls and Heat squads together, so... Um, so yeah, just another one of those times. Did he really? <laughs> yeah, it was always a challenge for me in the nets, but uh, I haven't faced him as much the, the last few years, so again, um, even harder for me in games. Well, Flo, let's take you to this game yesterday. Um, now, <laughs> eight for we, we sort of it was a weird game because I was captaining, won the toss. I think whoever won the toss was going. I've had a conversation with you before about playing at Wynnum, where in a yeah. twenty twenty, if you win the toss, you always bat second because you need to know how many you need, and it's very hard yep. to defend. So. We won the toss, bowled, probably expecting to be chasing somewhere in the vicinity of 200. 
And we managed to bowl like wizards and field pretty well and got you out for 123. Oh, no, we didn't bowl you out, but eight for 123 off 20 overs, which you'd say it's probably under par at Wynnum. Yeah, probably. Yeah, you were pretty right. I reckon we're about 80 under par. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And then uh, Benji, your brother, bowls the first over and no damage done. We're we're on zero. Hasn't faced a ball at that stage, which is probably why. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then you enter in the second over. And just just take over the story from there, if you don't mind. <laughs> uh, I guess uh, third T twenty in the weekend, um, bowling uphill into the breeze, just trying to get to the crease more than anything. And uh, <laughs> it came out all right the first one uh, to to Sammy, and I think he played for a little bit of turn and nicked it under his pad onto the stumps, <laughs> which was pretty handy. Um, and yeah, like I was pretty scared actually. We had two blokes on the fence, and I was expecting him first ball to hit me back over his head because that happened the day before bowling to Linux. So, uh, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then what happened? Bowling to Bays um, again. Same, pretty scared bowling often in the power play to, uh, I guess, a man like Bays. His physique, he walks out. He's pretty scary. <laughs> He'll tell you it was an outswinger. I'm going to say it, it drifted. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I caught him on that back knee roll, which was nice. Um, and then I don't want to. Uh, Surely the lethal, most intimidating lethal. head of all. <laughs> yeah. I was just gonna, well, how are you I feeling about it to me, mate? Well, you kind of walk out and you're like walking past Baze's belly button as you, <laughs> as you walk past him out to the crease. And um, I actually bowled the worst ball I bowled all day to you, unfortunately, mate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I bowled a beautiful. Beautiful catch on he hit straight to the keeper, which was nice. And, uh, <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> I was actually standing there after marking like middle and leg, ready to face my first ball off flow. And I'm thinking, when when the umpire was saying yeah, it's right arm around, I was watching the umpire's hand, and it was actually coming from outside the side screen. So there's like this white, the white side screen, but then black black covers with the uh, with the yeah, black yeah. side screen for the white ball. And I thought, ah, oh, it's all right. You know, Flo gets up and over him. He gets some good, gets a good <laughs> drop and bounce and he'll come from outside the black side screen. And, but, uh, but yeah, he ended up bowling a sort of a wide arm drifter that drifted back in, came from out, came from the white side screen. So it wasn't ideal and, and drifted in and, <laughs> and yeah, I was yeah. guessing a little bit. I played, played for a bit of spin, nicked it onto my, my leg and then it rolled onto the stump. So, Okay. Um, no, well, at least you've got a good excuse, as what what was yours, Lethal? <laughs> yeah. Well, mine exactly. There was a guy in the balcony just up yeah, above right. the sort of the house on the sight screen as well, and he moved just at the wrong time. Caught my eye. Had no idea what it was. it was all over. Well, one one of the, uh, one of the <laughs> Rabs, one of the winning players, Nathan Rab, not he came up to me after the game and said, "Did you hit yours? Because you just stood there for ages." I was like, no, no, I smashed it. I just was trying to work out what had gone on. Like, I couldn't believe that I was batting, for starters, and then I was out first ball. I just couldn't work out what had happened. We'd capitulated. Yeah, it was one of the weirdest games going around. I think the stat was there was less, less runs in our entire game. Oh, yeah, it was about 50% of the runs in our game yesterday than there was the day before with, with Lenny smacking us everywhere. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and we were the, we were the showcase game as well. We had the commentators there. We had all the special high tech cameras, and it was a less than a run a ball game. Always <laughs> <laughs> nice, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think I was still on a high after bowling because I, uh, even though I went for probably the highest economy in our team, I'd um, got flow out. I added a added another one to my eleven flow slots in there. My in my best eleven wickets oh, taken. Now I've never got him so. out before, has. 
<laughs> no, not in a game. I haven't gotten to flow out in a game, so um, that was a big pickup for me. But yeah, the, okay. the, the elation didn't last too long. Yeah, okay, yeah. so <laughs> solid catch, actually lethal. Yes, solid catch from you. Thank you for getting that in there, Flo. That's right. That was no smart. worries. Hurt my head. And Flo, I wanted to ask. You've already mentioned that you you had the pleasure of bowling to Chris Lynn a little bit on the on the Saturday. Can you tell us a bit more about that? He's obviously. Uh, Whacking them, I guess. Yeah, well, just that, for, yeah. I mean, we've spoken about it already on this episode, but 139 of 43 was what he scored. Flo, I'm sure you need no reminder. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a pretty special knock. Um, and from all reports, he he actually broke his bat ten balls into the innings, and he <laughs> just just kept using it, still kept going to six. So, <laughs> this speaks to the the quality of the sticks that he's getting. I think. Yeah. Okay. But at the same time, to hit him as clean as he does, for as long as he does, pretty special player. Where does he Where does he rank, Flo? I mean, you've played 27 matches, actually. 27 games of Big Bash cricket you've played. Mm-hmm. Where does he rank in terms of uh, people you've bowled to? And then you can include me in the list as well. Obviously, I'm it's a similar <laughs> feeling. Uh, he's definitely up there. He's, he'd be close to number one. He's definitely number one to bowl on the net. He's one of those ones. He's, he's always backed away to give himself room. He loves to see the ball travel, so in the net, the furthest you can see it travel is it's back past the bowler. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, you bowl it and you're almost backtracking instead of following through most of the time. So, you've got to find up some way to bowl with him that he'll hit into the side net, not back at you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, unreal. Uh, well, Flo, we very much appreciate your debut on the Wig of the Chocolates podcast. We certainly didn't appreciate you just single-handedly dismantling our hopes uh, and dreams yesterday, but um, but I guess you're not that bad of a bloke, even though the Darth oh, Vader tune. You, so. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if we're going to get thank beaten you, by someone, we're happy to you. Oh, thank you, mate. Much appreciated. Much appreciated. Outstanding. Well, we'll let you go, mate. Uh, Has you have to hang around, by the way, because you're getting paid the big bucks. <laughs> yeah, all right. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Flo. Cheers, mate. No worries, boys. Cheers. All right, now, Haz, what we, uh, what we obviously need from you is just tell us a little bit about what this is all looking like because, I mean, me and Skinner are sitting here in the uh, studio by ourselves. Mm. Uh, how long is that going to happen for and what's our plan? <laughs> um, I don't know. It might be full time now if, I, if I'm enjoying the time off. Might, might, <laughs> might give up the microphone for good. But no, um, still figuring. <laughs> yeah. no, still figuring out the, the fine details of how the whole big bash will run. Uh, I'm, I might be stuck in a hotel room even when we're playing in Brisbane, and uh, I'm not allowed to leave. But I, I might be able to get out of the hub and, and re-enter via more quarantine. But we'll wait and see. Uh, but Happy to uh, happy to steal a microphone or two off you and take it in with me and and uh, yeah we can get a Zoom call going and I can get a few of the other Heat boys involved if you can with that. Oh yeah, well, yeah. How's, there you go. That's a solid contribution. We're happy to get you out of the studio. <laughs> you can just be the roaming the roaming presenter. Roaming. I have been I have been nagging Winnie a bit more the last few days. So and he might have might have shown a bit more positivity towards getting involved in something one episode. So really starting to break him down. Breaking yeah. down the barriers. Well, now that he's hit 300s on the trot, he probably wants to talk about it somewhere, wouldn't he, surely? I'm sure oh, yeah. he's probably got a few people lining up to uh, talk to him uh, about uh, it. Good point. <laughs> what better things can you do in a, in a bubble stuck in your hotel room? That's the thing. I reckon just keep playing on the boredom tag has. Just like, Linny, what are you up to? You're pretty bored, actually. Oh, sweet. Come on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have to be ready, though, at any time. Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's well, I'll just go to work with Skinner. <laughs> just tag in there. I'm on holidays. As can you tell us anything about you were in some sort of bubble yesterday, even when you were playing for Tigers? What was the theory there? How did that all work? That was that was very weird. Yeah, um, 
Yeah, yesterday was supposed to be our first day of soft quarantine, but we got clearance to play cricket, uh, but we weren't allowed in the change room. So Baze, Jimmy and myself found a small tree um, about 30 metres from the change rooms and uh, stuck our kit under there. And after warm-up, we went back and found ants all over our gloves oh, and, no. and yeah everything in the kit. So that was not great. But, uh, but yeah, at least we had to play a game of cricket. We weren't allowed in the change rooms, but, you know, that's all right. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's fine. Not sure. the worst result, I guess. Except you made a massive. You sort of had as you were walking off after Flo had gotten you out. You were walking towards the change room for about eighty meters, and looking very confused. Had to make this massive left turn at the end. Uh, I didn't really feel like jumping over the, yeah. the picket fence uh, with my kid on, uh, so I walked through the gate and then around the fence. So and then he got up me for sitting too close to him. <laughs> you hey, you got to follow the rules. One and a half meters. Come on. Yeah, Peter George just wanted a handshake off you, but yeah, no, she got. Nah. <laughs> I felt like a really poor bloke there. Yeah. Uh, well, has before you bowled your second delivery, I spat on the ball. So there you go. Have that. Oh no! <laughs> Don't say this is this. Every, everyone listens to this, you know. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's uh, a lie, everyone. Just to clarify, so <laughs> cut that out. <laughs> oh, perfect. All right. Well, has uh, by the sounds of things, we might need to um, enlist the help of maybe a little co-host uh if we can get your endorsement uh just for the sort of like as the 12th man maybe super sub replacement for you and we were thinking uh because andrew Goaty's very keen to earn himself a fots card perhaps he could sort of step in uh when we need him off the bench and give us a bit of a chop out are you all right with that do we have room in the budget for that well we're hoping that he does it for a couple of alchemy beverages to be <laughs> <laughs> Uh, fair enough. I might have to uh, might have to take a couple with me in, in uh, the, the bubble too. You, have you got some for me to take some some smoothies or some chocolate syrups that I can make some milkshakes with when I'm in the hotel rooms? Mm, yes, absolutely, we do. Yeah, well, we can give you a bit of the chili flavour if you want. Has I know you're a pretty big fan of that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not that one. You can you can have that one, guys. But uh, I. Uh, I will, I will actually be taking some some with me because the last couple of weekends I've been been drinking a smoothie, an alchemy smoothie before each game. So so I need to keep that tradition going. I reckon. I, I think like you it, might have to. Like has. Absolutely. We uh we got around a little flat white hazelnut again this evening. So you just you're honestly losing money not getting it at this point. Yeah. Uh, you're right. I would think. Excellent. Well, Haz, we might check in with Goaty then, I reckon, uh, and just make sure that he's all right to do some stuff for free. Perfect. <laughs> Which I know is right up your alley. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we need. Yeah, that's right. Anything else for Haz, Skinnel? No, I think I'm all good. Awesome. Thank you, Hazel. Thanks, Haz. No worries, you get an early night, mate. Early bed. Normally you're here for another two hours, so... Yeah, this is a bit big for a change for me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Well, feel free to make us a video or something. <laughs> okay, see you guys. <laughs> see you, man. All right, Lethal, let's not muck around, eh? We'll just get Genghis on the phone. Gabes. Hello, Andrew. How are we all? We're well? <laughs> Very well. There's no has, obviously. And that ah. pretty much leads us to why we're bringing you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Correct, yep. So, Gabes, if you don't already know, mate, has is in some sort of soft bubble that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But anyway, Purific- we are... Purification process, yeah. I think they're calling it, Geng, which I know you've had to do a few times yourself. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Correct. Um, and it means we are potentially without a third host for uh, the indefinite future, really, the next coming weeks, and we're hoping that you'll be available at some time to fill that gap. With, Absolutely. Yeah, in return for some delicious alchemy beverages. Mm. Oh, excellent. More than merry now. Um, oh, that's good. It's the first replacement gig I've got this year, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just for those that are unsure of what that comment means, there may be some. Don't worry about it. 
<laughs> we'll explain it later. Maybe just message us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that's perfect. Okay, so we've got you. Uh, we've got you signed on the dotted line there, then, Gingus, verbally. Yeah, yeah locked so. and loaded, ready, ready to go. All right, excellent. So assuming you're, you're locked in, I know you've had plenty of time to prepare for this, mate. I wanna, wanted to ask what um, sort of ideas you'll be bringing to the show. Cause um, well... Goody, by the way, the only reason that Mitch is asking this, I can tell you right now, is because he never brings any. No, I was, was, was going to say, this would be the first one you've ever heard, Skinner. <laughs> yeah, just lighten my workload a little more, please, God. No, I, I, the only one really I can think of was a bit of an OB, an outside broadcast. Do you like that terminology, you oh, radio people? That's how uh, yeah. you happy with that? Um, well, you're teaching yeah, maybe, us, really. Yeah, and maybe a little you know, skip to the pub for a, you know, a few Denzel Frothingtons and... Okay. Um, and away we go, maybe something like that. But no, look, you guys are the self-proclaimed experts, so I'm happy to follow your guys' lead, and you guys can lead me up the garden path if you like. Um, yeah, well, I don't know how we'd get good audio from the garden path. That's the only thing. Yeah, right. Well, I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I feel like that's our problem to work out, but we'll get it. Yeah. 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 We'll work it out. Surely. Yeah, well, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, no, I'm look, look, looking forward to the next couple of weeks. Um, filling the rather large shoes that Mr... Sam Hazlitt has left the show. Um, I don't know what no-talk surfboards are going to do for the next couple of weeks without him well, promoing, but we'll see how we do go. You any, do you have any sponsors that you need to try and plug, Gingus, when, when you get on? Oh, probably none of Hazard's taste, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I'm sure I could weasel a few in for the next couple of weeks, that's for sure. Yeah, right. I like it. Beer-related ones, I think. Oh, yes. uh, I'd, I'd assume so. Yeah. Beer or gambling, generally. So. Okay, excellent. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Uh, now, Gingis, what about just a general check-in? Is there anything else you need to bring to our attention just before we obviously start this relationship of co-hosting? Uh, not really. Just finished a good podcast. That's about it, really. It wasn't yours. I mean, ours. I mean, uh, <laughs> it, was an, it, was oh, no, it was another good podcast. I was listening into the breaks between yours, obviously. Oh, yeah. um, no, no, I like how no. you were listening live. That's a great effort. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's what happened. Um, <laughs> no, not really. Like I said, I'm happy for you to self-proclaimed experts to, um, to I guess, lead me astray and um, I'll, I'll be the best Freddie feeling I can. Outstanding, mate. We look forward to it. I know that you're very keen to have a chat with uh, Josh Daskam as well. He's been mentioned multiple times on the podcast, so I look forward to you leading that one. Yeah, it might be um, you know, a sort of a real treat for the listeners after all we've spoken about him, that's for sure. I know. I know yeah. that we have got a couple of messages going. Who is this Daskam character <laughs> you always refer and this, to? This person can't exist with all the stuff that, but no, trust me, ladies, he does. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Uh, Gingus, we very much look forward to it, mate. Uh, you'll be on episode 71, which everyone can look forward to from now on. Excellent. All right. I'm looking forward to it. All right, mate. Start your note taking now. Uh, yeah, I've already started. And by that, I mean I haven't. <laughs> and you won't. <laughs> and I won't. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Right, <laughs> Speak to you very soon. Thanks, mate. All right. See you soon. See you. Bye. Bye. Okay, and that is all we have time for, guys, on this episode, which is episode 70 of the podcast. And, guys, if you have any stories that could be sporting blow-ups, if you like, they could just be genuinely funny stories that you've had during your career or, more recently, during a weekend of sport, we'd love to hear them. And there are many ways that people can get in touch with us, aren't there, Skin? 
There are Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, ETC, but mainly just the website will do the trick. We've got the chocolates.com.au. Jump on there and you can send us an email through the website, all that, or you can you can find links to all our social media that I just mentioned anyway. So that's right. Yeah, whatever floats your boat. Uh, and you can apply for a FOTS card, a friend of the show card on there. We didn't give out one tonight due to the fact that we were short on time. A lot of uh, stuff crammed into this episode, but. You can definitely get your application in there. We'll be handing one out again next episode. And the other thing that we love people to do, if they can, Skinnold has usually looks after this, but in his absence, uh, just when you listen to the podcast, wherever you are listening, if you can like, subscribe, and share, or write a review, uh, that would be fantastic. Anything that you can think of that will help bump us up the charts a little bit, we would be massively indebted to you for. Agreed. Awesome. And that's all from us, guys. We will be back with you next Thursday morning. Good luck in the future. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just $95, bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. WarbyParker.com slash covered.